is Studio Q, a production of Delta College Quality Public Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Scott, and for this edition of Studio Q, we are on the road heading to the wonderful Bay City, where we will visit Reed Recording Company and hang out with sound guru Andy Reed. Don't go anywhere. Lots more to come on Studio Q. I wonder if I get mileage for this. Great stuff on the car stereo from an American underdog, Mr. Reed himself. And we are pulling up to Reed Recording Company right now. Stay with us. Lots more to come on Studio Q. started musically all right the backstory uh, <laughs> if I can remember that that far back um, when I was you know growing up I kind of always uh, 
was a gigantic fan of music. I did play a little bit of piano when I was, you know, five to ten years old. You know, my grandmother always had us kind of around the around the piano and, and playing and singing and stuff. So that's kind of when I, uh, you know, but any kid that takes piano is just like, oh, I got to go to piano, you know, that kind of thing. So uh, when I when I started playing baseball and stuff like that, I kind of lost interest a little bit. And, that's what I was going to say. You're playing piano and there's guys outside playing ball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so... <laughs> So, you know, yeah, adolescence took over and um, basically, you know, I, I played golf a lot in in high school and, and actually pursued it as a career. And and just during high school, I became more and more intrigued with music and started listening to lots of different things. You know, back when I was in high school, it, was, it really wasn't cool to listen to the Beatles because that was still considered dad's music. You know what I mean? So I, I didn't, uh, but I loved it and I knew, I knew I loved it. I just didn't know why I loved it so much, you know, until later on when I became a musician and I figured it out. So, uh, so when I was about 18, I was, uh, going to college to become a golf professional, like, you know, a, a golf pro at, at a golf course. And I kind of got burned out you by watch that. watch a lot of Caddyshack? Yeah, a little, little bit of that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great film, great film. So, you know, I, I really got burned out by that. And at that time, my, my cousin Danny Koji was playing in an original band, and I was going to, like, he was sneaking me into bars to watch the shows, and, and, um, and, I bought a guitar with about my, you know, I kind of left Fair State and I bought a guitar with like my last 130 bucks of of student loan money. So I started when I was about 18 and I kind of I got kind of got the bug there. So I started a little late, but um instantly, you know, I started writing songs and you know, playing 2-3 hours a day. I picked it up. I picked up the guitar pretty quick. And by, you know, 21, I was in the studio making records with with original bands so that's okay. that's basically the, the so songwriting for you came almost instantaneous after learning how to play the guitar well actually it was kind of easy because i couldn't i wasn't good enough to play other people's songs so i figured if i just wrote my own and then people wouldn't know how bad i really was so that's the easy way to get into songwriting that's a heck of a way to look at yeah, it yeah so uh <laughs> that was that was you know yeah, I, I felt I knew right away I wanted to to be an original, like write my own music and be in bands that played their own music. I, you know, I think I think that was an important thing I wanted to do right away. So uh, I did play in cover bands throughout the years and stuff like that, and and that's fun as well. And that's a and it's a great way to make a living, you know, because definitely the 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 cover bands, you know, financially do a lot better than original bands. So. Uh, but I just knew that the the original thing was something that was near and dear to me, and I wanted to to do it, and I, you know, continue to do it to this day. So I wrote a hundred songs about being in love, what it means to me, and how it can feel when it all comes caving down from above. That I met you, what a beautiful view that I have to this very. When did you know that, uh, you know, 
it, music had to be more than just a hobby and and you knew it was you needed to do this 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 was your life and this is what you needed to do yeah it was roughly around um well you know right away it's definitely something that's just like i wanted to do you know as soon as i started you know you play that first show for people or you write that first song it's just like you know it becomes your you know at, yeah, at that time it is your hobby but you, you know you make these steps to try to make it some sort of career so when i joined you know about 10 oh geez now i gotta think back about roughly you know 11 years ago 12 years ago um i got asked to join jedi mind trip which is uh the local cover band that plays you know three four nights a week sure. so at that time i was actually teaching guitar lessons so i was actually kind of already working my way into um making a living at you know doing something musically music related mm -hmm. so right. um then when i started doing the cover band thing uh you know playing every night and living off of just being a musician that's when I first went like, okay, well, I guess there's no turning back now because there's no way I'm going to be able to sit behind a desk and, uh, well, not a different kind of desk. But, sure. How uh, did you, let me let me interrupt. How okay. did you make a living before you were making a living uh, doing something with music? Well, it was it was uh, I worked at uh, Mid Michigan Music out, out in Midland, so basically retail, you okay. know, yeah, uh, retail. Sure. And I was going to Saginaw Valley at the time for music education. So at a certain point, I decided that well, I don't know if I really want to be in a classroom um setting so i started teaching individual private lessons uh for guitar and bass so at that point i was pretty comfortable enough with my you know theory background and playing ability to kind of give individual lessons for beginners so that so that's kind of when i got into that and then in the evenings i was playing uh in the cover band. So between the two things it kind of got to a point where I was just like okay yeah this is this is working so as the cover band went on, I started having friends, you know, because I was also this whole time putting out my own solo work, okay. you know, um, just not doing a ton of shows. And then I'd have friends like, you know, Brett Mitchell was one of the first ones that said, just like, hey, I really like the way your, your solo album sounds. Would you want to record me? And I'm like, well, I never I never thought to do that. But yeah, of course, I love his music, you know. So it was Brett the first the first artist to Brett was one for, of them yeah. yeah I one of my guitar students Kenny Stahl who got into songwriting right away he he was one of the first pr people to come over and do it Mandy Lane in the Lost Highway my friend Brian Coonan was in that band so he was one of the first ones so um those were like kind of the first three you know I don't I can't really can't remember which one was first but I think Brett's record Small House which was released in 2007 you know, was the first record that was released that I had done from someone else. Okay. I think. You're <laughs> just like, the more and more it goes by, the, the more of a blur it becomes. But yeah, it was, um, that was definitely the start of it. And then as word got out, it just kind of more and more people started asking. And then, yeah, I gave up on the lessons thing because I really liked the recording thing. You know, it's like, okay, we're we're creating music, you know, we're creating art and this is kind of cool. And and honestly, being honest, it's just like I had no idea what I was doing and I can still say that to this day. <laughs> you know, it's just like one of these days someone's going to find me out. But but I mean, you, you know, you pick up enough tricks and you and you kind of get things to a certain you do something long enough, you feel pretty comfortable and you know it's a definitely a gradual uh learning experience and that's the, the beauty of it technology changes and 
different artists come in and it's just a different approach every day so you just react to sure. what's thrown at you and hopefully you don't screw it up <laughs> that's <laughs> right that's exactly it. And that's so that's like it <laughs> good way to look at it so now that reed recording company is is 10 years old roughly how many artists have come through i kind of counted um with you know mixing and mastering and and recording producing playing on people's records i counted the the credits it's definitely over around like 140 okay wow. al- albums wow. so like or releases so that's 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 a pretty that's a pretty big it, number it surprised me when i kind of added it all up cuz you just get so busy and you know just, they just keep coming and and uh but it it's it's been it's been a lot of fun well i've produced hour long music programs and laughed as i was uh, looking at the songs and saying Andy's got a thumbprint on almost every one of these songs, you know, for the entire show. And that's happened on several occasions. So um, I think you're really making your your imprint here in the Great Lakes Bay region. Yeah, thanks. That's what I'm talking about. There's a smile that we share when we mention your name, a beautiful headline on our front page. So proud of the woman you are, our little girl. fortunate that this area has has this pool of talent that is pretty rare I think you know it, it you, you you go to different cities and there's music scenes uh-huh. but you know it's generally like a punk scene or gener- generally like you know an Americana scene our scene is that nobody sounds like anyone else like everybody is so different right and I think that's awesome I oh, think that's I what too. makes us super unique in a, in a, in a cool way. So, um, that's the coolest part about it, I think. And then everybody supports each other too. It's not a competition. Sure. People aren't competing for gigs They're You know, if it weren't for the musicians going to other musician shows, I mean, that's really the backbone of the whole music community around here. So everybody's on each other's team, which is pretty right. cool. And it is pretty cool. And we do have a very vibrant, uh, wonderful music scene here. 
And I'm always just blown away by the, the talented individuals that I've come to know um, since I've been doing this. It's just fantastic. Um, it really is vibrant and so many great bands. And now you got me thinking about all these artists and there's just so many good ones. So how do you feel about your business now? I mean, in, in the present day here, uh, do you feel like it's, you know, the right size for what you're doing and what your vision may be? Or do you have visions of growing it large and, you know? That's that's definitely the question I kind of ask myself a lot. I I have this struggle. I struggle with that, uh, you know, greatly. And the original vision was definitely to, like, get the big building, basically be Abbey Road. <laughs> you know, right, that's sure. like the dream. <laughs> So, uh, and that that has taken like a sidestep, and I, I definitely have become like a just a small production studio, but a one man operation. And obviously, the goal was to hire a staff and all that stuff, and that that costs a lot of money, and that's definitely a big jump. But I think when I, when I do that, and I'm sure I will do that, but that's definitely going to take a lot more time and a lot more effort to do. Right now, you know, I have a four year old daughter, and it's really important for me to maintain that work-life balance, you know, and be done by four Mm o'clock and just, you know, enjoy her, you know, as much as I possibly can. So with that in mind, having it here in my home and and, and maintaining the client list that I have, I'm able to manage that well. So uh, as of right now, I feel really good about where it's at. I think I'll continue have, to have artists come in, and and I've definitely it's definitely broadened. I mean, I'm getting mastering jobs from like UK record labels and mixing jobs from you know people in Nashville and stuff like that. So it's definitely branched out. And with technology, it's I'm able to do that. So I don't need to move to a, a bigger city to do that these things and work with these artists from all over. So it's just continuing to just slowly grow more and more and more and and i'm just trying to kind of hang on as much as i possibly can so so as of right now you know i'm i'm never opposed to you know when the right building comes along and the right situation comes along i'll definitely probably jump on board and go that route but um as of right now the the right move is to just kind of keep things going the way they are and continue to try to improve and and all those good things are there idiosyncrasies about your studio that make it unique as far as recording, you know, in other studios? Absolutely. <laughs> well, size, <laughs> you know. <laughs> sure. It, it's 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 a it's a tiny room, but I definitely I I re, I just learned that the dimensions of the Motown live room were the exact same dimensions as this room. Really? Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, that makes me feel a lot better. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah. uh, Higher ceilings, though. They had (laughs) higher ceilings. But yeah, it gets crowded in here. Uh, The cool thing about that, I think, is that you know, when a song is going, we're all in it. You know, like usually sometimes the bass player's right right behind me playing and, you know, we're all in in the music together. There's really no place to escape. So definitely size can be an issue, but it can also be uh, 
a, a cool perk, you know. Mm-hmm. It, you, like I said, we're, you know, when you have a bass player and, and a drummer right next to each other, they they can really lock in. So isolation can sometimes be an issue. You know, I'll, I'll put guitar amps in in the bathroom here or upstairs in my hallway and and keep things isolated that way. So I got to use my house as kind of the the extra stuff. But usually isolation is not an issue. Uh, it'd be nice to have like a piano and and other instruments down here, but. Mm-hmm. Um, so just making it work with what I have at, at this point has been has been the goal. So as far as the other little things that make it different, I think that um, the approach to the, the song, I, I hope that like this is the, the correct answer and I hope this does occur. I think it does. I've had enough people mention it, but you know, the song is number one. You know, that's been the, the approach since day one. Uh, when people come in, when we talk about what we're doing, you know, I, I stress to them, it's just like, I'm, I'm a huge song person. We're going to, you know, I'll be involved as much as you want in production and all that stuff, but um, all my ideas are going to be based off of, of, of what does the song call for and what does the song need. And that's been just my approach as a songwriter and for my own records, and I've just kind of carried that over into recording other people. And I think that a lot of people value that. So that's been kind of the thing I've tried to stress the most is like getting involved. What can we do to the song to make it better? Sometimes making it better is doing nothing, you know, like mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So sure. it's just trying trying to be aware and listen to the song, listen to what they're bringing you as an outside listener and then reacting to the music and then figuring out what where we go from there. Now, you're also involved in a wonderful program that is uh... – benefiting special needs kids tell me about this yeah amp it's uh, all music is power um a good friend of mine donnie brown who's a frequent session drummer here at, at reed <laughs> recording uh he's another huge asset to the studio and i did say asset i call him other parts of that word from time to time uh so <laughs> Uh, it's called All Music is Power. I, I had gotten asked uh, by Mark Lyons, who is also the three of us. It, it, it's become become our project. And he is an educator out at the Bay Area ISD in Essexville. And he had asked me to come and do uh, just a, an acoustic show for the kids. And Donnie and I... Um, used to play in the verb pipe together. And during the time I was in the band, we had kind of done a lot of children's music or family music so we had played a lot of schools Mm -hmm. and had done some shows you know with that kind of theme so i'm like okay well this would be really cool if i brought donnie in and we did some of the verb pipe tunes because donnie had written a lot of them you know and so we did the show we did you know some beatles tunes and, and it was just it was it was a blast i mean we had just as much fun as the kids did we were, you know, we had lunch afterwards with Mark, and we we're just like, we really got to do this again. So, we have basically turned it into a nonprofit. We've brought more of our friends on board to play with us: Randy Sly, Jeff Poyer, Scotty Vandell, um, Dan Matheny, and so we're basically turning, growing it in this community. And I think we've done about a dozen shows now, and we've set it up to where we can. Um, we've done a couple of fundraisers and we're trying to, you know, expand it. And the, the whole goal is to go into a school at no cost to them and do these shows. Okay. And what, tell me the actual purpose of the show for the kids. Just to, <coughs> just me. to experience the, the love of music that we've, we've all had, you know, 
it, it's a shame that music is one of the first things that's cut in any, you know, school. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's like um, just I can't even imagine my youth without that, you know, growing up in that scenario of having it with, you know, like I said, with my grandmother or, or listening to Beatles records or whatever it was and, and even just having you know, music class in elementary school, you know, I, I, I remember that. And I, I know it had an impact on me because I had to, I'm still trying, <laughs> still trying to figure it all out. But, um, so that's the thing to just, you know, and actually just to share a moment with us, it's like Donnie, and myself, I, I think our friendship is really based on just we're probably the two biggest music fans that we know. We we <laughs> love music, you know, so much, and and we're both Beatles fans as well. But when when we play together, we have a great time. You know, we're we're just it's just it's always fun. So just to share that, and 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 then the kids, it's it's just we're all in. You know, we mm-hmm. can be silly. We can be goofball. It doesn't have to be serious. It's just it's just an hour of borderline chaos, and, right. it's, and it's it's a beautiful thing. And just that's that's the goal. We just for for everyone to let loose for an hour, and just enjoy the music and enjoy that time together. And that's that's the goal. Awesome. Very impressive stuff. Thanks. Did you say that it make you happy? Is it your smile that I adore? My pleasure to be I do have a website. It's uh, readrecordingcompany.com. I also have like a Facebook page and uh, for the studio, my solo work, and the legal matters, which I'm a member of the band. And the, all my contact information is on there, and my cell phone, my my email address, and uh, you can call for rates and bookings and all that stuff. And I really try to to, to gear it towards when someone calls to potentially record here I, I do ask a series of questions to make sure it's the right fit for them or and it's the right fit for me you know picking a studio is 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 something that a lot of people don't think can be a really serious choice because there's a lot of options but uh 
I want to make sure that their music is is a good fit for what I can do, and and vice versa. So I wanted to I you know have them send some demos in, and and that's basically the process and and what they want my involvement to be. And then we talk about the, the I call it the dirty part, you know, the money and all right, that stuff. Right. So I've invested in some good some really good gear. And you know, I've been I've been recording pretty serious for about fifteen years now. I, I I actually just I didn't I didn't record anyone else for that good first five to seven years because I was pretty much learning on my own music all the mistakes that I, I'm like <laughs> if I get them out of the way now, then actually when people come in, then you know. But I never it, the the weird part about all this is like I never intended this to be a career, right? And now, you know, you spend that first three, four years just trying not to screw up. You know, just how can I get a good sound? How can I get a good sound? How can I get a good sound? Then you get to a certain point where you're comfortable with that, and then you realize it's like, okay, I can probably make this sound about 10 different ways, and it'll still sound good. So that's when the art side comes in. And then, you know, you're you're listening to the music, and you're trying to uh, be creative with what they throw at you and and kind of I always consider it like I always said that like well you guys draw the picture and I'll color it in you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. so but we'll also talk about that you know I also ask them like what records are you guys into what what are you what's moving you guys right now and you can kind of get a good feel for like it's like I really I'm really into Wilco right now or whatever it's like okay well let's distort the acoustic guitar you know that kind of stuff so I, I try to and and those things are fun for myself and they're fun for the the artist because they're you know living the dream of of you, you doing what their heroes do you know that sure, kind of thing sure. it's just like oh yeah well if, if they you know it's like if Ringo put you know a, a tea <laughs> towel over his snare drum I want to try it once how does it sound you know that kind of stuff and you know that's what makes it fun right because they were doing the same thing you know they were trying to be you know. Um, little Richard and do things like that. It's sure. just like, it, it doesn't, we're all just trying to, to make music for ourselves. I mean, it should be, you know, for yourself first. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. And, and however I can help them translate their vision of what they want, then, then that's, that's the goal, you know, first you, and foremost. Do you find it, uh, any, is there any degree of difficulty, uh, within certain genres of music? One more difficult than the other, or is it just pretty much all, you know, straightforward. They're all different, and they all they all have their own set of challenges. Um, sometimes it can be a, a, a really really easy thing, like you know the Barbarossa brothers. They 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 play together so well. It was just like just set them up in the room and let them go. And then it's just like okay, well that sounded great to me. Next song, that kind of thing. So when you have live bands that are you know meticulously rehearsed and and they know what they want those are pretty easy and they're also fun but um they're all different you know my my level of involvement changes every day so it, it's it's hard to say which ones are, are harder than others but i i look forward to each each day because i feel like i'm kind of like in a in a different band every day you know that's the kind of thing yeah. so <laughs> it, it's okay i get down here it's like okay they're coming in okay what do we got going on i better th- start thinking about you know guitar sounds or whatever it's like okay oh i gotta play bass today or whatever so every day is just a different different ride which which for me makes it pretty interesting and and it keeps you on your toes. You know, it's like, it's kind of never 
comfortable. You know, I, I never really settle into like autopilot because I just I can't, you know. And and me, my personality is probably that way anyway. So this is a good job for me. <laughs> you know? Awesome. Yeah. I'm sorry, love. Could you just hang on and give me one more minute of your time? I think that we could keep company. When would it be convenient to design? As you wake up in the morning, when the sun doesn't shine. Expand on the community element a little bit, mm-hmm. and when we did we did this ten year anniversary show at the State Theater 
And one thing that really struck me that I guess I really didn't realize is that it really kind of gave our musical community an outlet that I guess probably wasn't there before. And when when I talked about people becoming fans of each other's music, and actually it's, it's the really cool part about this is that, like, you know, I'm getting to record my favorite bands, you know, as, as Coco yeah. mauls you. <laughs> so everybody knows Coco. If you hear Pitter Pattern around here, yep. she's just like, okay, it's 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 uh, it's time for attention to me. But yep. So she's been on every recording for about the last nine years, or some <laughs> some way, shape, or form. Um, but anyway, what I what I realized is that the like, like I said, the, the everybody started to play on everybody else's records now. Like, you know, that's I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good idea. Well, I need a, you know, it starts with like, I need a trumpet player, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, you know, I got this guy, I know this guy from Lansing, and da 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 da. Now, after ten years, we pretty much have the the pretty much every instrument covered, so. I don't even have to look for him anymore. It's like, oh yeah, we'll get Andy Rogers to play violin on this. It's like, or Roscoe will come play harp, or, or you know, Jacob will uh, play trumpet, and and everybody's just playing on everybody else's records, mm-hmm. and that is the coolest thing, you know, and there's no ego with these bands they're like it's not like oh this is just my song i'm you know it's like what's gonna make it better well we know that you know if this guy plays drums on this it's gonna it's gonna make the song better so let's just get that guy right and they're here you know it's like there's everything is here so uh that's been pretty cool and i guess it didn't it's like kind of like a gigantic you know wrecking crew of of, or something like that you know so uh, we have a lot of options, for, and then that makes it useful for when singer-songwriters come in because th- probably 50% of the people that come in are people with acoustic guitars and songs, and they're like, what do I do with this? It's like, well, do you want a whole band on this? Do you want an orchestra on this? It's like, because we can go anywhere we want. And a lot of them want the full deal. They want the band, they want the bass, they want the drums, they want the keys, the whole nine. So um, that's pretty cool that we can just we have all the resources here to do that and then we like i said we can cater to what they want and everybody's you know very on board with well i don't you know this is the way i play drums or this is the way i do this nobody's like that they're like well what do you want you know i'll play however you want for your song and all the egos are checked at the door and that's been the coolest thing you know it's like it's like everybody's helping each other mm-hmm. and it's not about you know, hear me because I'm on this record. It's about how can I help you make your record better? Yeah. And that's like, that's like, that's the goal. Awesome. I mean, that, that's, 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 that's all you want. So that's been pretty cool. And I kind of got a, when, when people were talking at this, at the show, at this, this concert, it, it really hit home. And, and my original, you know, goal for the studio was just like I said earlier. We were talking about just the song. Let's just make the song better. And now everybody's kind of helping. You know, so re-recording company, even though it's just like me in 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 my basement here, it it's now it's a community. It, mm-hmm. It's it's like a group of artists. It's a group of friends that are have become friends or that were friends or, and it's all it's all been a word of mouth thing. But now it's like you know a, a weird little family <laughs> and and, it, and and everybody's just they're all super good people so that's been pretty overwhelmingly awesome so that's i 
you know, couldn't have asked for. I and, and no one, t- I never knew it would have ended up that way. You know, I never. I was like, okay, this band will come in, and I'll see you guys later. It's like, oh yeah, you want to go have a beer after, and uh, you become friends with everybody that comes through. You know, they're trusting you with their music, so it's like you, you gotta, you know, that that's a very vulnerable spot that that, that they're in when they when they come in here, and I and being a musician. I know what it's like to be in their situation. So I really try to be delicate with it. So, so yeah, the whole thing with, with the community and, and the, the group of musicians around here and it's just growing. So awesome. more and more people kind of jump in the, in the ring and jump in the circle and everybody's welcome. So that's the coolest part. So. That is very cool. Well, 10 years of Reed recording company and wishing you many more years of success, my friend. Thanks buddy. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah.